1: KS Pickens-Jackson. Are you ready?
0: Yes!
1: Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are
0: listening to
1: Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The of Bound Show with Bo Bow. Streaming worldwide live on the of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soap.
2: Game days. Y'all ready? September through February now. I love that they've extended the season. That's good for our business. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, home of uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy football, Mississippi State football, and New Orleans Saints football, all on 105.9 The Zone, ESPN WRKS. We're streaming live for you on the Out of Bounds radio app. We would love for you to download that. Thank you for going to Apple Podcasts and searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds, going back and listening to segments and hours. Love you for that. And uh, we're going to have a fun football season. It will be football, it will be food, beverage, travel, all kinds of fun stuff. We have a special guest coming in next week. I'm excited about that. We'll tell you more about that later. Uh, We'll be live from uh, Raggio uh, Mercantile Shop in Raymond, Mississippi on Thursday. Some of you know Josh Raggio. Um, Custom. I mean, when you look at the custom duck calls that he's been able to do uh, over the last, I don't know how many years. And he's become uh, one of the big names in the business. Uh, Now opening this super cool mercantile shop in Raymond, Mississippi. We're excited that we're going to be there on Thursday from 7 to 10 a.m. And he had his grand opening on Saturday and it was packed. I went by there uh, Saturday morning um, to say hello and see him. And uh, I got to meet his family and all that. And he's excited. He's going to do really, really well. And uh Raymond's adding some other things. It's really cool downtown. I love it. Love seeing small town Mississippi uh bounce back and reboot and see the, you know, revitalization of Laurel, Mississippi and and many other towns. So this is this is awesome. And um Josh is gonna be one of the driving forces for Raymond. Um and, you know, they're gonna add Um, a cool restaurant and all sorts of different things. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Raggio Mercantile shop in, uh, Raymond, Mississippi. And we'll be there Thursday morning from seven to 10. A.M. I had a smash burger. Oh, from, uh, this dude was outside. He had a food truck. Um, and, and I had a, a smash burger on Saturday morning ish late morning. He was over there. Dude was working hard. Young kid. Um, And so I just started chewing the fat with him. And one thing led to... And I wasn't going to order. But I can't not do that. Yeah. When it's a local place. And... Once you start talking to him, you're you're invested. And and this kid's working his tail off. He looked 18, but he could have been older. And um, the name of the food truck was Quinn's. And... And once you say that you have a smash burger, how am I going to pass that up? Well, that's here that was going to be my question. Perhaps I'm uneducated.
3: Um, but what what by definition makes something a smash burger? Well, let me look it up. Is so it just I'm, a I'm burger not, they flatten? It, that seems rudimentary.
2: That can't be what it is. Let's see. Um, I'm going to give you the It's a thin beef patty with a caramelized crispy crust topped with Cheese and all the fixing That that's exactly what I got. So it's
3: okay. So it's yeah. just a smash down burger. Yeah. Okay.
2: Now it looked like a pretty normal burger to me, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds delicious. I mean that
3: that's what you you need something that is fairly easy to eat, right? From a truck. That's kind of the idea. You don't want sit down. It was in a to
2: go box. Yeah. So exactly. It, I just opened it and put it on the hood of my car. Just pick it up and eat it. And ate it easy. and just watched people walk into Raggio's spot. Easy breezy. Yeah. And they they had some onion rings. But that's, he had other stuff. That's I mean, smart. He had I can't remember because I debated between the smash burger and something else, but I can't remember what it was. I did write down in my iPhone notes that it was Quinn's, but I didn't take a picture of the menu. That's all right. All right. Out of bounds, ESPN one oh five nine The Zone. Speaking of good food, brought to you by the let's go Barbecue Shrimp and Bone-in filet with a uh, long branch bourbon, old-fashioned at Kessler Prime. In the Renaissance, visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. I will be playing fantasy football in the Kessler Prime Prime group again this year, Blake. And you have been um, terrible at drafting the last two years, (laughs) so you have to get... Your mind right, or I'm just gonna do it. We got some injury. We had some injury
3: unluckiness last year.
2: Are you making excuses? Because Bobby Knight used to tell us, even though he did, that you can't make excuses in sports. And just
3: like Bobby Knight, I've thrown chairs. So you know, I mean, greatness comes in pairs. That's all I gotta say. Oh wow, (laughs) wow! I'm excited. I mean, look, we're here. It is funny that we we make those jokes, but like, I've got a couple fantasy drafts coming up. We've got Week Zero college football Saturday, like actual live. Real life, it might be Vanderbilt, but it's still technically football, football. And that's exciting.
2: Vanderbilt, Hawaii. We got to bet it. Yeah. And Northwestern and Nebraska. I saw a video. Of- Is there? You mentioned another game that you thought would be good in that slate of 10 games. Which one was it? Give me one second. I'll get okay. it. Okay. So week zero gives you Northwestern and Nebraska. And your Vanderbilt Commodores. And the Hawaii Rainbow? Are they the Rainbows? No, they're
3: the war. They dropped the. Ra- they used to be the Rainbow Warriors. They oh, dropped oh. the Rainbow about ten years ago, and they're just the Warriors. They're just now. the Warriors. Got it. Um, and that, that I should have known that. That game is Warriors plus six and a half at home. <laughs> Give me all that. Give me all that in a bag of chips. Give me war- half parlayed with the money line. I don't even know if you can do that, but I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna make it up as I go. We're gonna get it done. We're here to rock and roll. Oh,
2: that was good. Now I'm coughing or choking. That's right. Speaking of choking, the defense at Mississippi... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, you are negative. I mean, it's one it's one segment after another trying to pick apart the, uh, the Mississippi State football team. When they blow out Memphis and Arizona, you're going to be quiet for two weeks. Now, I don't know what they'll do in Baton Rouge, but... And if they don't have Jaden Crumedy and Woody Marks, then you well, know one of those is a true loss.
3: One of those is pretty. I think you can replace for a game. Okay, would you not agree? Running back production, you can you can somewhat, get
2: but Marks is so good catching the ball out of the backfield. Absolutely, sixty-eight catches last that year. I usually would say what you just said. That hey, give me the edge rusher all day. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, Crumedy's kind of a yes, but. But Jaden Cromedy, I, I expect to have a if he can get healthy, I expect him to have a, a big year. Um you for need, sure.
3: You need him for SEC play.
2: Ben says, uh, let's go to the Ag Up Equipment text line. Uh John Deere Tractors, John Deere Lawnmowers, Ag Up Equipment locations in the state of Mississippi, including Ag Up Equipment in Canton and Ag Up Equipment in Pearl. AgUp.com. Our text line is six oh one. 8853776 I think Ben's on to something here. Smash burgers and Zaps barbecue chips. Oh? I love Zaps. I do. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're fantastic. They're
2: they're amazing chips. Uh Chad has them um downstairs at Beagle Bagel and we meet the guy that he owns the rights I guess to Zaps in Central Mississippi. Um super dude. Uh I can't I can't call his name right now. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, I like the jalapeno. Yeah. I'm yeah. a voodoo. I, love I don't that like voodoo. the voodoo. Oh, love them. It's typical that you just pick that. It's the best one. I mean, you don't like avocados and you don't like pecan. How do you not like pecan pie? And how do you not like some kind of amazing guacamole dish or avocados on some kind of like, I'm thinking like boar's head, premium meat and you make this unbelievable sandwich with this really, really good bread and sliced tomatoes and lettuce and maybe a little spicy mustard and lay a couple of thin slices of avocado on that boar's head sandwich from Corner Market, you are in heaven. Mike Dettelier, speaking of heaven, at 8.30. I'm
0: Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
2: morning crazy people we just had a listener uh we just had a listener streaming the show in chicago and said uh saw tons of nebraska fans on way to dublin ireland in the chicago airport yesterday afternoon um for our listeners, Nebraska and Northwestern play in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, so uh Dole Bryan's listening to our show in Chicago. Thank you, Dole. He's always traveling around the country and he's streaming it on the out of bounds radio app or the zone 1059com dot com, doesn't matter to us. Um And he saw a bunch of Nebraska fans heading to Dublin, Ireland to watch Nebraska and Northwestern. Nebraska's a 13-point favorite. Saw a video
3: of Scott Frost sliding down the rail of the stairs of the football building yesterday coming out of practice. Great way to, like, tear up your ankle. He must be... Dislocate your knee. must be feeling good about finishing ninth in the Big Ten. I feel like that's an improvement from what they've been recently. Well, he needs to win at least six. How many bones would Mike Leach break if he tried to slide down the rail of anything?
2: Uh, <laughs> His whole body.
3: Like Kiffin, I could expect to get that done. Yeah. Like, yeah Kiffin's yeah, yeah. still
2: young, spry. You yeah. Know? No, not, not, not Mike. Not Mike. No. Mike's not sliding down any rails. No. I- I've never thought of Mike Leach as spry. <laughs> You know, mentally young but not physically. <laughs> yeah, hell of a football coach, but um, yeah. All right, and, you know that will be a good question uh, this year. Does Does Mississippi State have an explosive wide receiver? You know they're going to have a bunch of dudes catch catch the ball, and that's great. And and they're they're going to have some big Saturdays. Um, sometimes they're not. That even Ole Miss and. LSU and others, same thing. Um, but the question is, do they have an explosive player um, at that wide receiver position that they... Makai Polk was really good, but he was almost like a possession receiver. And do you have somebody that's explosive? Tulu, Rufus Warren, maybe somebody else, or Jade. Really, Jaden Wiley should be that guy, but the question is, can he be consistent enough to be that guy? He's got wiggle, he's got speed. He can be your Dontario Drummond, maybe even better. Um, uh, you know, he can catch the ball over the middle and and outrun some people. But can he do that? You know, will he be that guy? Um, Not every now and then, but pretty consistently. And that's what's exciting going into the year, right? Does that guy emerge? I mean, you know it's not going to be Austin Williams. Um, And so, I'm just being honest.
3: (laughs) I don't know why you got to take shots at that man. He's only in like his 13th year in Starville. You just
2: let him be. I I think he's a nice possession receiver. You got to have those. Sure. And that, that doesn't mean that he can't. Make a, a couple of really big catches over the course of the year, especially if he could do it in the red zone. Who do you think will
3: be? He's a big kid. What's the bigger home run threat? Some, something out of the backfield. Did field? you just
2: hear? I just gate. I yeah. just talked about his strengths no. in his game
3: because I called you out. I yeah, understand. yeah. You had to you had to backtrack. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> what's what's going to be the bigger threat out of the backfield or a receiver? Do you have a receiver that you think is going to be a home run threat? because i i know you're saying wally but like to me LaDietrich griffin has the most explosive speed right so or do you think that with marks and johnson coming out of the backfield because of the mismatches that'll be the biggest home run ability
2: i don't think that's home run i mean i think marks will if he's healthy will will be really good coming out of the backfield, but your home run ability needs to be Wally at the second level. It's got to be. I mean, that's obvious, right? I mean, catching a swing pass at the line of scrimmage and running it 8 to 10 yards is wonderful, and that's a hell of a play. But if you can get Wally on the second level, he catches the ball and he keeps running, then we're talking about,
3: which has been the missing piece to this offense since yeah. they've been
2: in Starville. Yeah. Well, no, Wally had a – I mean, they've had some big – Wally's play against Georgia was unbelievable. That's not That's something true. that Mississippi no. State fans were – and that play that they made against A&M last year was incredible, yeah. and they made uh, one or two against Auburn in the second half. So they've showed the ability. Flashes, yeah. You just uh, kind of want to see that. All over September, October, yeah. and November. Yeah, a couple times a game
3: instead of a couple times a season.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Wally's got a chance to be... If he can be, if he can, not have the drops, uh, yeah, I think the young man can be really, really, really good. Is
3: there a Actually, chance...
2: Yeah, that's where I'm putting my
3: money. Is there a chance at the end of the season the best receiver in the state plays in Starville and not in Oxford?
2: Woo! that hadn't happened because that, in a hundred years. That's, 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 maybe uh, the Eric Mould season would be would be it. Like, <laughs>
3: that's, that's a real hot take, right? We talk about preseason hot takes.
2: Yeah, there is a chance because Will and Wally are both older and we're judging them on playing when they shouldn't have had to play as true freshmen and true sophomores. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. Jaden Wally and Will Rogers are capable of having an electric year this year. Because they had no business being on the field two years ago
3: yeah two two plus years now of chemistry
2: building is is we it's we talk about and evidently will bounce back big last week, and so I think that's something to think about. it's his team now, yeah uh he was mad as hell at the first scrimmage, he bounced back, he played really well. They looked really good in three practices last week. After Arnett and them embarrassed them in the in scrimmage number one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I expect Will Rogers and Jaden Wally to yeah. have w- what could be a phenomenal year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that
3: would be, and that's for all the you know crap we've given the last couple coaching staffs between Mullen and Moorhead and now Leach about getting receivers on campus and things like that. It, you know, it's crazy to say it out loud, but it is potential that. The best receiving core is not in Oxford, which is something I've never said in my lifetime of watching Mississippi State. <laughs> well, Miss football. No,
2: now Trigg and some of the other guys that they you know, I, I tell you what, I'm interested to see if Mingo finally breaks out. Well, this is it um, for him, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mingo was, uh, you know, everybody fell all over themselves, him coming out of Brandon, and he's really had just a, a not a lot happen. So can Mingo take that next step? And what does Malik Heath look like? And what does Trigg look like in Oxford? So um, I'm just glad Malik Heath is no
3: longer maligned in Startville. He's free to play
2: football in Oxford. That's right. That's right. I know
3: he had a tough, tough gig going on. Uh,
2: Mingo's (laughs) going to be an interesting watch this year. This is year four. Um, What can he do? is it his time does he have a big year does he catch 50 plus balls does he have some exciting explosive plays and are they in big moments in sec games especially in this as you and i know blake in the second half when mm-hmm. that stuff really really matters so it'd be fun to watch uh, jonathan mingo tackle his fourth year in oxford and see if he can take that that next step that we always talk the about with all these guys.
3: Proverbial next step. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. All right, so so if you're betting right now, which one are you taking? This this the MSU receiving core or the Ole Miss receiving core?
2: Oh. Boy, there's a lot of question marks in Oxford, even though there's talent. With Sanders and Drummond leaving. Well. And Ely and Snoop. Um I think the SMU transfer may be better than the TCU transfer in the backfield. More electric and explosive. Wide receiver. Treg, though, may he may trump it. I think it's splitting hairs right now, Blake. I have to see, to be honest with you. I don't think there's that much difference. Boy, we, we hadn't said that 15 years when it comes to all, all the way back to Mike Wallace and Ole Miss and, and, and Dante moncrief to today the out of bounds show is brought to you by superior foundation for all your foundation repairs superior.ms superior foundation superior foundation mike detillier mike d coming up next powered by sound and communication soundcomab.com
0: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic
2: thinking is crucial
0: plus
1: let's do it this is the sec insider hit and it's presented by blue cross blue shield of mississippi it's good to be blue
2: oh sound and communication soundcomav.com that's soundcomav.com the best in the business when it comes to top quality audio visual for sports facilities and arenas, churches, and businesses. And they've worked at Texas A&M, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Soundcom, AV.com, junior colleges, high schools, um, acoustics, audio, video, lighting they design it and install it, soundcomav.com. You're listening to out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, we welcome in our friend Mike Dettelier, Mike D, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, and he joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Mike, we haven't had an opportunity to catch up with you since uh, Miles Brennan decided to retire from football, uh, and I also think maybe He was running third team, maybe behind Jaden Daniels and and Nussmeyer. What can you give us some background on that story that that played out a couple of weeks ago?
1: I just think it's total frustration with Miles. Um, That you go back, you know, he waited his time. Uh, He was loyal to LSU. He had a lot of teams that were trying to get him away from there, and then you know we, we all saw what happened in the Missouri game where um, he takes a hit near the sidelines that um, a couple of orthopedic doctors had told him they had not seen that type of injury other than a car wreck, not on a football field. It actually tore the muscle away from his hip and pulled it and pulled it away from his groin. So he misses the season. Comes back. Uh, he's in the competition with Max um let me just say, and, and knowing the head coach at that time, I, I sort of know who he was favoring. And it would have been Miles. He goes on a fishing uh, trip on a day off and trips over a loose board um, and falls and, and breaks his arm mm. last year. And then he was going to leave. It was either, either he was going to Southern Miss or Nebraska. It was one of those two schools. And at the final moments, uh, Brian Kelly comes in and convinces him to stay mm. what drew the red flag up for me is five weeks later brian kelly signs Jaden daniels uh i hate to break it to people but uh coaches lie i mean uh you know so you know to get him to stay i'm sure that conversation was hey you come back here you my guy as the starter and I'm sure he told the same thing to Jaden Daniels. Listen, coaches do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a shock. Um, I hear it constantly. And I think that, you know, when you look back at Brian's history and along with uh, Dimbrock, the um, offensive coordinator, they like mobile quarterbacks. They like guys off the move. That's not Miles. He's... A uh, pure pro-style drop-back quarterback. And he got dropped back, so to speak. And he fell behind, Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeier. And I think the frustration set in. And Miles likes football. I don't know how much he loves it. He loves hunting and fishing now. I say mean, that he does. Uh, and that's nothing wrong with that. Um, Burt Jones was like that. But Burt also loved football. Miles got so much talent. If he wanted to play, he could go somewhere else. That's the biggest surprise. Not that he left LSU, but that he would give up football altogether. And I do know that there have been some schools that have reached out to him um, in their own manner. But um, it, that's surprising to me that he would give it up without really giving this a shot at it. So, our are- –
2: are you yeah I mean how surprised are you that he didn't maybe go to a G5 team uh no maybe that that didn't have all the answers at quarterback and still had when this all went down he still had about 4 weeks of practice I think going into the first game and see if he could get dropped in there and and maybe make some noise or is he just 6 years in nothing's really gone his way, unfortunately, because he was playing well at one time before getting injured, and yeah. he's just fed up with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's more frustration more than anything else, and it's seemingly a situation where he has sort of given it up. Uh, and I, I, I wish he would give this another shot. Now, he's under the TikTok now because, you know, if you want to go to another school, uh, there's a time limit to it. And I think it's sometime this week for registration. So if you want to go to another school, uh, you got to make that decision up quickly. If you want to maybe try to play in the NFL, that opportunity will be there. If it's USFL, XFL, tryout in the NFL, he could do it if he wanted to and get that tryout. But it's up to Miles. Um, Listen, football is a sport you gotta want to play. Okay, you you can't just dream it. You gotta have talent, and you gotta have specific talent, but you gotta want to have the will to play it. And Miles is a tough guy. I take nothing away from him because uh, he played that Missouri game with that injury. He finished the game out uh, with that injury. But you know sometimes you hit a lot of different walls in life and you think maybe it's time to move on that maybe god is telling you to move to go you know in a different direction and i have a feeling at the present that is the situation miles is in now could that change down in the future maybe so but at the present um he hasn't given any indication that he would decide to change his mind and give this a try at the collegiate level and he would have some teams interested.
2: Mike Dettelier on the Yingling Lager guest line, brought to you by Soundcom, AV.com, Sound and Communications. Mike, who's the guy? Who's going to be the guy, the starting quarterback against Florida State?
1: I think the first leg of the uh, the sprint is going to be Jaden Daniels. He, he fits, I think, what... Brian Kelly is looking for, him, and that he wants a guy that can move around the pocket a little bit, and he's rebuilding an offensive line. So it would sort of fit, wouldn't it? You have an offensive line that's not set. You have a very mobile and a very fast quarterback. Jaden Daniels can move. Wow, uh, I saw him in a couple practices. He has got some speed off the edge. And, you know, he's got a lot of games under his belt as a starter. I thought the first two years he showed good accuracy skills uh, as a passer. Last year, I thought he regressed. He didn't have a really good offensive line in front of him. Uh, his wide receivers at times did him no favors. And so uh, I think he's the guy uh, at first. But Garrett Nussmar is breathing right down his neck. There is no question about it. Most improved player from a year ago. But he's different than any other LSU quarterback I've seen in quite some time. He's barely six foot tall. He doesn't like people saying it, but it doesn't matter. He's a gunslinger. I mean, that I, I saw him at Manning. He came this Saturday. Uh, Archie invited uh, Miles to be there. Uh, as Well, basically, he went to Coach Kelly and said, who is your starter? And he said, Miles. And the Saturday, though, Archie felt maybe I, I should invite the other LSU quarterbacks. And so he invited, and he knew Nussmeyer's dad very well, Doug. So he invited Garrett. But he said, I, I couldn't invite Garrett and not invite Jaden Daniels, who he didn't know. And um, Archie knew Walker Howard's dad, Jamie. He, didn't, he had met Walker, but he didn't really know him. And so he invited all the LSU quarterbacks there and thus threw about, I'm going to say, 50 passes. And I will be honest with you. ain't you know, one of them come out the same way. I mean, they were sidearm, three-quarters, halfway, over the top. I mean, every one of them had a little bit different delivery. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're accurate. What I see with Garrett that is his biggest negative, he will pass up an open receiver downfield to try to make a big play downfield. Okay, you can get away with that in high school. You can't do it at this level. You you, you sometimes you know you that gunslinger stuff you gotta keep in your pocket. Okay. But he's smart, he's accurate. He's got some movement skills. Man, he runs around really well. Buys a lot of time uh, from the, out of the pocket. And he is supremely confident. <laughs> he doesn't think anybody's better than him. And God bless him. I, I, you know what? I'd much rather have that than have a guy questioning himself. I would much rather have it. I ain't got to worry about that with Garrett. <laughs> he's He thinks he's the best. And so uh, we see that. The future is going to be Walker Howard. I mean, he's the talent. Uh he's got a he's got a rifle and he can put a ball in a tight window. He's got some movement skills, but he's just a true freshman. And so um I think Jaden'll get the first shot of the sprint, but if he doesn't make it happen, I don't think it would take much uh for um uh, Brian to go with Nussmeyer.
2: Okay. What will the offense look like with Jaden Daniels for LSU? Well,
1: I'll put it to you this way. He got you on your heels because he's got LSU's defense at times on their heels uh, because of his running skills. Uh, he got clocked at 21 miles an hour uh, as a runner. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't recall. He rushed over 700 yards last year at Arizona State. Uh, But when's the last time an LSU quarterback rushed for 700 yards?
2: I can't remember ever.
1: They never have, Mm. so that—that's why you don't remember it. It never has happened. Uh, So he is the type of guy that, with a rebuilding offensive line, that can make some plays when things break down. And I think that it's going to be a spread offense. Uh, because LSU's strength is receiver. Uh, when you look at Buti, uh he <laughs> he's, he's one of the best in college football, if not the best, when he's healthy. But I will say this. If they gave out an MVP for the summer drills, which they don't, and sometimes it equates and sometimes it doesn't, the MVP would go to Malik Nabors another receiver. Uh, They have Jack Bash. you got Chris Hilton, Brian Thomas Jr. They are loaded at the wide receiver position, loaded. And I'll, I'll throw you a name that I don't be surprised that he becomes the second freshman starter for LSU on offense. And his name is Mason Taylor, a freshman from Florida. Uh, his dad, yeah, he was a decent player, uh, Jason Taylor. Uh, he's in Pro Football's Hall of Fame. <laughs> so he does have some genetics, and we all see his ain't joy on Colin. Sure. Um. Uh, but, man, he's talented. And first time I took a look at him, because Coach O had told me last year when they signed him, I said, Coach, uh, you got the number one ranked tight end in the country. At that time, it was Max Johnson's brother. Who, had a, who was a verbal commitment to LSU. And I said, you're signing another tight end? He said, yeah. He said, Mike, I'm telling you, uh, Mason's a really good player. And he told me, great genetics with Jason. And Coach O had a connection <clears throat> with Jason. And he said, he's a big big size tight end. But he said, Mike, he's so competitive. And he said, when you see him, you're going to say, hey, ain't no way. This guy's 18 years old. And you know what first time I saw him, I said? Ain't no way this guy's 18 years old. And he sure is. He looks like a 22-year-old man out on that field. And he's been very impressive at a position that Brian, over the last nine years at Notre Dame, he has had eight players drafted at tight end and two signed free agent contracts. He knows how to develop tight ends. And so... Uh, I think that offense is going to be really good. Now, won't have John Emery for the first two games because of the suspension, which goes to show the NCAA, man, you know, you you talk about uh, an organization that if you try to buck them anyway, they lash back out at you. He got suspended all of last year because of the fact his dad had COVID, was in the hospital, his grandmother, and two other close relatives that died of COVID. He got it twice. He missed some academic time. So he got suspended for the entire year by the NCAA. They're suspending him for the first two games of this year because of that. Mm. And because he challenged it. Mm. It's criminal for that sort of thing. But that's the NCAA, and that's why – And somebody should go with a big hammer and crash it into a thousand pieces Uh, because it's really uh, such a terrible organization, which has done nothing but feast off of teams like a bookie uh, off of them and done nothing for the game, zero. And so with no Emory for the first two games, it's going to be Noah Kane, a former Baton Rouge native who went to Penn State and transferred in. Josh Williams, who's been a solid player for them, and Amani Goodwin. And uh, Brian Estolas, I like running back by committee, and he'll get it. (laughs) He's going to have it real early at LSU. So uh, I think uh, protection is going to be the key there. They have a lot of new pieces up front along the offensive line. Uh, That is going to be a big key for LSU. I think defensively they'll be fine. Uh, Defensive line as one SEC coach told me, man, I heard you the other day on WWL and they got some U that called in and say, Coach O left the cupboard bare. Uh I'd like to have that same cupboard that left them Mason Smith, Ali Gay, BJ O'Jolari, and Jaquelin Roy. And Mike Baskerville and Greg Penn. Man, uh, give me that. Uh, you know, it's Yeah, Mike Leach,
2: Mike Mike Leach would have loved to have walked into that cupboard so bare.
1: What? <laughs> I, I, I think some people are stuck on stupid with this 39 number um, that happened in a bowl game. And we had Chris Low on, and Chris, Mike, I go through the same thing with people. Well, they only had 39 players, yeah. But a lot of that had to do with there was some academic issues. There was some eligibility issues if you played them and, and took away a year in that game. And there were some guys that had some injuries and maybe made a business decision. And it's a bowl game. So it's, he didn't inherit 39 players. That's what was left to play in the bowl game. But you almost, to me, I think people overestimate that, that bowl game situation because that's not what was the true uh, sense of what LSU had. This team has been talented. know, the last three years under Ocheron, they were fourth, third, and third in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Nationwide, four, three, and three. Don't tell me they don't have no talent on this team. And Brian said, has told us that, man, listen, they got some pretty good talent here. Now, he had to redo the secondary at corner, and he's had to redo his offensive line. But uh, again, uh, it's never been a question of talent. But You and I have talked about this. It's not a question of talent at LSU. It's a question of, utilizing talent to the fullest. And I think that's what you're going to get from Kelly. He is the new sheriff in town and he's got everybody's attention real quick, because if you don't do it his way, um, <laughs> you're doing it somewhere else. And to Jenkins had the best practice, maybe of his career last week, Brian comes to the podium and talks about the practice And he singled out Jarray Jenkins of having a good practice. But he said, Jarray, do you hear me? Can you hear me say this? I want you to be a leader. I want you to practice like that every day. Can you hear me? And he said it three times. I mean, he's calling out a guy who maybe had the best practice of his life (laughs) at LSU. But that's Brian (laughs) sort of hitting the buttons. Trying
2: to get some motivation. Oh, wow. I can't wait to LSU-Florida State. It's in New Orleans, right? In the Caesars Dome, uh, Super Dome. And um, LSU and FSU. LSU has more talent, but they're in a little bit of a transition. Norvell and them started playing better down the stretch last year. Um, maybe FSU can make this a game. I, I can't. This this could be the best Utah-Florida eh, Utah, Florida.
1: Utah Florida is interesting. Bobby and I were talking about this last night. You talk about, because if there's a team that could sneak into the Final Four, it's maybe Utah. The Pac-12 is, is, you know, soft as cotton. And maybe Utah could do it, but they got to get a big W on their back. Yeah. Going to Gainesville and beating Florida would be it. Now, you may say, oh, well, Napier's rebuilding. But that... Man, if you've ever played in Gainesville, late August and September, man, it's jungle hot. I mean, I, we went there, I think it was a late September-October game. Um, Ed had just lost a, a, a bad game in Tiger Stadium. We, and so a gang of us went, and it was the hottest I've ever been on a football field. Uh, before the game, he see, uh Jenkins was in his 70s. He's sitting back in the locker room. He was soaking wet. I mean, we're talking about he's walking in practices. (laughs) It was that hot. And um, very low-scoring game. LSU ended up pulling it out. But the one thing I'll always remember is how hot it was. But also, too, uh, they played, you know, won't back down at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And He had just passed away uh, that week. And man, you saw that LSU sidelines sort of pep up a little bit and they ended up pulling it out. It's a memorable game for me only because I've never been so hot at a football game. Listen, I've covered games in tiger stadium outside and the humidity is a hundred percent and it's 98 degrees outside. (laughs) But that day, was as brutal as I've ever seen it. They had a fight before the game between the players at the break up, and that LSU Florida rivalry. Uh, they don't dislike one another; they hate one another. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, no, <laughs> they hate one another. Um, but Florida Utah is an intriguing game because it is the first game for Billy uh, in Gainesville. And Utah, I think, has either 15 or 16 starters returning. But I will say this. You better have a lead going into that fourth quarter. Because if you talk about that heat's going to catch you, you ain't never felt heat and humidity like you will in games.
2: No doubt.
1: Never. Man, it's a dry heat in Utah. Uh, Nothing like that.
2: And that thing is in a hole. I've been on the field, uh, you know, in the swamp.
1: Ugh! wow. It, It is. It is really hot. So that's some interesting games. LSU Florida State now, you know, Brian has a little history because they you know, his teams at Notre Dame went up against Florida State last couple years. So he's from very familiar with the talent there and, and while he's open to practices, come on, you know what Brian's doing, he got a lot of stuff hidden. You know, he got a lot of stuff he don't want you to see. He's a typical coach in
2: that man. Game day is almost here. That's Mike Natillier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, on the Yingling Lager guest line. Have a super week, Mike D. Thank you, buddy. Thank you,
1: Appreciate it, buddy.
2: Thank you. Love having him back on. The show is brought to you by SoundComAV.com. The leader in the southeast and the Sun belt. Top quality audio and visual. Leading edge audio and visual for churches, businesses, and sports facilities.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?